You're listening to the Open Gear video and audio podcast. For more about Open Gear, visit opengear.tv and get the free Ultimate Open Gear Applications Guide. So about VTech, I want to give a little bit of background. I'm not sure who knows, folks know about VTech, um, but we are a global company. Um, we are around the around the world. As I said, I'm located in our um, U.S. headquarters in Atlanta, and um, Richard is in our main office in Paris, kind of corporate headquarters. Um, and we, but we have offices all around the world, from U.S., Europe, Asia, um, and we are a private company. So we were established in 1988. Uh, we just celebrated 33 years on April 1st. And we have over 350 global employees um, and over half of those in R&D. So we really are an engineering driven company um, striving to really um, to be the best in engineering. And we started out with Codex and began delivering IP streaming solutions. And, um, and then we've just been kind of progressing forward from there. And even with IPTV, we recently um, announced a patented technology we call Multicast the Edge that allows multicast delivery without a browser plugin, which was pretty innovative for the uh, market. Uh, that we recently that we recently introduced. Um, additionally, VTech has grown quite a bit through acquisitions. Um, we had a number of acquisitions the last couple of years with T twenty one and IP um, Tech that were uh, more focused on the broadcast and on this on, in this um, encoding and decoding IP streaming. Uh, but recently, at the beginning of this month, we actually just announced a, a very big acquisition for us, which was Xterity, and Xterity is an IP TV provider. So this really is um, positioning us to be an IP TV provider across the world. Uh, they have a very strong presence in corporate and uh, hospitality in Europe and Middle East. And uh, we expect to, to bring some of that expertise into the US as well. So um, we're excited about that acquisition. It's taken our, our company from being really a, a, a solid solid size across 16 different countries. That's exciting for it. So I wanna share a couple success stories as well. Just a little bit of background, just to, as an example of some of the things that we've done. Um, we're in a number of different markets, um, and like in broadcast, we're in. Uh, we we work with you know everything from our encode decode solutions are 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 in facilities, um, and we also like NBC. We were the uh, IPTV provider for their for their NBC News, where prior to us they were using RF technology and needing multiple monitors and things, and we helped develop the IPTV solution that allowed them to pull those monitors off, use desktop, use an IPTV on the desktop, so that instead of they could access content, have multiple view browsers, and um, just really be able to, to access real-time news immediately in a much more efficient manner um, for them as an organization. And we've since have been able to install that across multiple um, broadcast outlets. Um, on the enterprise side, we do lots of different things, um, working with different companies. And I, I put Kia in there as an example, because I think that's an interesting one, where Kia is more of a manufacturing facility here in, the, here in Georgia. Um, but they use our digital signage as a way to uh, IPTV and digital signage as a way to communicate to employees on their sh- on their manufacturing floor because most of those employees don't have regular access to email or you know other other tools that most businesses would rely on. But they're able to push out KPIs and communication to all their employees very easily, creating um, on-demand content depending on what's going on that day on their show on their um, shop floor. Uh, military side, we'll get into that a little bit. Actually, uh, Richard will be covering a couple case studies with uh, NASA and CDC. Our solutions across the military, around the around the world, with different organizations, are proven to be secure. And I'd say they're so secure, I'm really not allowed to talk about a lot of them. So that's always the that's always the challenge with some of those. But we have a we have a lot of experience working with different um, military and government organizations. And then lastly, venues is uh, is one that traditionally on the IPTV side, really, and digital signage side. 
um, is an area that we've um, that we've gotten into. I heard you mention earlier, Cindy, that you're that we've got the Kansas City Royals where they're going to be doing a talking about that a little bit. For us, we we actually did the IPTV installation of the Kansas City Royals, and one of the things they really liked about our solution was that it's very simple for them to use, um, and that they can just, as they say, just set it and forget it. And it's a, a great way for them to communicate and build fan engagement. And uh, we're really this is just a, a a great market for us that we really that we uh, we're very proud of in some of the um, installations that we've done. So, want to move on a little bit to um, some of the VTech product families, just to give you an overview before. Um, before Richard dives in. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got encoders and decoders and you know, in a multiple form factors from portable to uh, ruggedized for harsh environments. And then also um, the open gear format, which we'll talk about a little bit more today. Um, and we do offer the lowest latency, most advanced codecs and highest quality video um, to support any kind of workflow. Um, IPTV and digital signage, which I mentioned earlier, uh, or I just mentioned was, uh, you know, obviously venues, but also corporate environments. We're really seeing a lot of responses, mostly now as companies are opening up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in my office today, which I, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've been down here in the last um, in the last year. But businesses are starting to open up more, and this is a great way for them to be able to communicate to their employees using digital signage and using their their existing IP network in order to uh, communicate with their employees. And we're seeing a lot of interest in that as well. Um, we've got media servers and transcoders so with you know, real-time transcoding of IP video. Uh, and we've got a, a, a broad, broad range of products there. And one of them that we'll be talking about a little bit is our, our newest channel link IP distribution gateway. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and how it fits an example workflow in one of the applications that Richard will talk to today. The SDI cards, converters, software, some of those things. Um, this to me, I'm the marketer in the organization, so I just, uh, I talk a lot, uh, but we have a lot of engineers that love the science. And these are really, to me, you know, in some of these applications, this really gives our engineers a chance to um, to innovate and uh, be creative with the technology that we have and the IP streaming and knowledge that we have and experience. And um, some of these areas are are when when we work with customers and and um, and do some of these some of these type applications, it's really a great opportunity for them to, sh to, to show what they can do. And then, so just kind of very high level on uh, Open Gear, our platform. I think everybody on here knows what Open Gear is. I don't think I need to sell anybody on the Open Gear platform, but um, for us, this is our first year as a leader partner. Um, and this is actually, I think, our, our we, we, we introduced uh, our first Open Gear cards about a year ago or about a year and a half ago. and um, so we've been introducing it to our customers, and what we found was they our, our customers really liked this option. Um, so they had they had been they had been using some of our um, other form factors before, um, but we have found that our customers do like that having this this option of open gear and being able to get the advantages of the open standards and the redundant power supply, shared interface, all those things um, has been a really great thing for our customers. So. Um, that's about the extent of my technical knowledge. Um, and so we're gonna pass it off to Richard, who's our uh, senior product manager for um, for this product line, and he'll go through some of these applications. So hello everyone. So yeah, I'm Richard Bernard, taking care of the video delivery system uh, within VTech. Uh, as part of the lineup, uh, we do have, um, uh, of course, open gear cards, open, open, gear, open gear activity was started two years ago within VTech. Uh, people likely know, know us for uh, um, our systems in the portable appliances 
And so out of it, we decided to join the Open Gear uh, ecosystem to offer more flexibility, uh, more ease of use, and also uh, uh, redundancy. It was really important for us to provide as part of our appliances uh, for redundancy. And so we kind of uh, used uh, our current boards and spin out those in the Open Gear cards. The, the, the switch was pretty straightforward, I would say. So we are very happy about that. And that opens up a lot of new possibilities within broadcast, enterprise, and federal. Uh, the application we target are mostly point-to-point, -point, uh, 4K, HDR uh, contribution or HD contribution, remote production, and of course, IPTV distribution. So looking at encoder cards, we provide three cards today. Uh, we started with the Diamond OG, which is a SDI, quad-channel HD encoding, or a one-time 12G uh, 4K encoding card, HVC Nejo264. And it can deliver up to eight stream output, 42 to 10 bits, really dedicated to either uh, contribution or IPTV distribution. Uh, then, thanks to acquisition, we uh, also had the T219261EB, which is uh, our card dedicated mostly for direct-to-web. Uh, we call direct-to-web any application where you will be a small TV station and you would like to uh, straight go to CDNs, Akama, YouTube, uh, Facebook and different kind of uh, um, service where you will provide uh, your uh, streams to a different kind of customer uh, for, for large distribution. And this board allows uh, SDI capture, one channel, but sending to multiple targets. Very flexible uh, encoder board for those who, who know it. And so this year, uh, we are launching the Diamond HX OG, uh, which is a 4K multi-channel HD uh, encoder. Uh, it supports uh, HDMI mainly, 4K P60. It's similar uh, platform and encoder on the Diamond OG, but uh, with HDMI and DVI-A uh, capture with uh, two HD uh, encoding at the, at the core. Um, the decoder card, so initially that was our first open gear card. Uh, our intent was to deliver something what we didn't have as part of our lineup, which is uh, high density, medium density, uh, decoding uh, capabilities. And so the S decoder is a kind of uh, IRD, uh, IP IRD, I would say, still with DVBSI input, able to decode 4K uh, HEVC, uh, as well as HD uh, in 4 to 2 10 bits and with the IB traits required by uh, some contribution application. What we like about Open Gear on top of the reliability, but also power redundancy and the shared networks, all those things that are very, very much video driven, uh, it's the fact that it offers density. So, for example, uh, using our 10, 10 of our cards, you will be able to encode uh, 40 HD channels. The same will be done with the same cards, you will be able to do 10 4K channel encoding um, in a 2RU. So, that's pretty dense. And then the same could be done on the decoding side. Uh, meaning that uh, you will be able to decode 10 4K UHD uh, channels directly in, uh, using the, the rack. And of course, thanks to the flexibility and the capability of mixing cards, you can do a full duplex application with, uh, for example, here we can go up to H HD encoding, decoding channel uh, in one single chassis. So this is really what we like and what our customer like is that they can of course, offer get a dense solution. Even if they don't use everything initially, they, they can also save slots, but also it offers flexibility. And of course, they can also use uh, um, from other partners. For example, uh, Ross delivers SDI to 2110 
converter cards, and those can be used in conjunction with our board to, to offer right away 20 So if we look a little bit more on the Diamond uh, OG cards, uh, so it's a 4K encoders. Uh, we at VTech we are very much focused on uh, codecs, and so we drill down to the latency and manage to go down to 50 millisecond end to end uh, with our encoder decoder. In terms of OCD channel, we support 32 uh, channels, and transport protocol is pretty wide. And uh, something very important in our board is that we support, let's say, a wide range of transport protocol protection, including Zixie, SRT, Prempeg, and, and Sunrist. Uh, something to be noted and very important regarding Zixi is that uh, our boards, uh, encoder, but mainly decoders for point-to-point -point applications, does feature the licensing cost involved in the, the use of this technology. So we know it has been some, sometimes complicated for customers to, uh, to get the right price uh, for your application. This is included. You have nothing to, to pay extra if you use our boards. So the, the board features two gigabit Ethernet port. One is shared uh, thanks to the, the, the one at the back of the chassis. Uh, so it's really helpful to manage all the boards, especially when you have 40 HD channels to, to monitor. And you have another port at the back on the rear IO cards for the streaming capabilities. The board is interesting in the fact that you have uh, some hardware provision, especially for 2110 with a SFP cage available. And again, 10 cards can be fitted in. So this is the new card we are introducing. Uh, really, it's really very much to complement the solution uh, in terms of IOs. Uh, we had the SDI compo even composite, and now we have uh, HDMI capture, DVI, IE capture, meaning uh, RGB, but also DVI-D. And the board can do one time 4K or two time HD with the same capability in terms of density, uh, but also in terms of uh, Ethernet ports. In the, in the, by the end of the year, we will provide a, a new real IO card, which will be only HDMI, um, with HDMI capture. We were really willing to share with you some of the application we are working on with OpenGear. Uh, and we, we, we need to, to discuss about Channel Link, which is part of the, the whole solution. This is the glue in between our encoder and decoder solution. Uh, the channel link is a, is a scalable gateway uh, for live IP routing for, from source, uh, so an encoder to destination, so a decoder, software, or hardware. And it's definitely something crucial for us to have um, in our solution. So here you can see the uh, nice and easy to use a web interface, which is the dashboard uh, currently used in the product. So as I said, this product is definitely is used for to manage and route IP streams from one point to the other. Uh, what it does, it's uh, only network, what we call network protocol translation uh, with optimized light latency. So it change, uh, for example, UDPTS to SRT, SRT to UDPTS. Today, this is the two, those are the two protocols supported. We will increase it uh, during the year and we'll continue to grow this support. Um, and and uh, really we put a big focus on latency because as I said, we very much work on codec, both on the encoder and decoder. And we don't want that the gateway uh, damage or decrease the performance of our systems. It's agnostic to codecs. Uh, it supports encryption. Obviously, when you go over the internet, you don't want to, the content to be available to anyone. Uh, it's available as a server or virtual machine and provides a good input and output traffic. We designed it in a way uh, because we used in the past other gateway and we know how complicated it can be 
to integrate in your own um, IT infrastructure. So we try to simplify as much as possible uh, the access of the stream. So it includes multi-destination capabilities, meaning that you create one destination and several clients can connect um, seamlessly. And the same, uh, you don't want to open as many ports as the connection you have. And so we implemented a way that if you open one IP port, you will be able uh, to connect all the streams available for, for your customer and your application. Application uh, still focused on contribution, remote production, IPTV distribution uh, in enterprise, but also military and government. So just a brief overview on how it's used. Um, so you would create your sources, you create so your encoding fields coming in, your destination where you want to, them to be accessed or where you want to send them. Uh, and then you are able to route them uh, quite easily through the interface. The, so it's, it's really easy to use. Uh, and we also provide the monitoring that allows to see what's going on in the single view. Okay, so some applications and uh, use cases uh, linked to, to, to the, the product that we just discussed. So the first one, important one, is of course the IPTV TV distribution. At Vitek, we also have a software uh, and Brian talked about it, like a IP distribution software called EasyTV. And of course, uh, to have the feeds on the network, uh, you need an encoder. And so our encoders are definitely used to capture a baseband feeds and um, send them as UDP multicast over the network uh, for remote viewing, but for viewing by the different actors on the, on the network. So this is one aspect to, to, to view it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you do want, and now it's even more important, I would say, with the, the, the situation we are here, we are in, most of us, I think, are from home, uh, for good or bad, uh, but the, the, it's important for the enterprise to be able to provide feeds out of the LAN networks and the enterprise network. It was important before already to share feeds from one side to the other. Uh, it was done sometimes with really expensive link, dark fiber, things like that. Today, with the internet and the technology that is available, you are able to do that through the internet. And the same can be done to send feeds to your office. So those are the things that we are targeting. And also here uh, at remote site, we use decoders uh, in open gear chassis uh, to allow density and be able to uh, display those feeds on monitors, but also provide them as UDP uh, multicast to the, to the audience using string forwarding. So this is one of the use case that we have been, uh, we are willing to share and uh, here, uh, it was for the NASA Orion Space Shuttle. Uh, the mission is supposed to go to the moon and possibly to Mars. Uh, and VTEC was selected to, thanks to its uh, ACE decoder, which was uh, key uh, because it nicely managed to adjust uh, changings of bitrate, frame rate, and video source. So this happens a lot when the feed is coming from that far. Obviously, you have a lot of things that can impact the, the, the quality, the bandwidth available. And so a decoder is used in that sense. But at the same time, they're also willing to uh, offer density, power redundancy, you don't want a, a string to fail. Uh, and so open gear definitely was of interest because we managed to in integrate our decoder inside those uh, chassis uh, to offer uh, density, reliability, redundancy, 
but also the capacity in the future to expand um, the, the, the capability and the, the number of feeds that will be decoded. So here, the feeds are directly received uh, from the, the shutter uh, and then decoded uh, over baseband video to machine control and all the different monitors available, but also forwarded again and multicast over the, their network. So another use case uh, also linked with the, the ACE decoder. So the CDC uh, highly relies on the IP video uh, to, to keep everyone informed what's going on and the uh, current condition around the world. Uh, they have an extensive use of IP technology. And so of course, bandwidth can start to get uh, kind of important. So they were willing to switch to HVC. Uh, and they selected our ice encoder to manage all the feeds uh, in the main sites, I would say, coming from mostly meeting rooms. Um, and then uh, there was a need to route those through different locations, as we, we described in the IP dis distribution use case. Um, and this was done with channel link and then decoded uh, on remote sites by the SD decoder OG. Uh, so again, selected for high channel density the HVC capability it offers, but also the low latency of the complete solution. Okay, so uh, at Vitech, we, uh, we also focus on contribution. Uh, I would say uh, like uh, regular contribution of a satellite, but mainly uh, over the internet too. So we, of course, since we are focused so much on codec, we offer low bandwidth HVC, ultra low or low latency codecs, we, uh, we offer uh, the, the, code, the different protocols that we discussed uh, to ensure that we are resilient to lossy networks. And of course, uh, we protect the content with AES to ensure the, the, pro, the, the feeds remained protected to any attacks or so that the, the content stays in the end of the provider. Uh, so those are the different kinds of protocols we can see. So from a transport to DPTS, so this of course cannot be used uh, over the internet, it does not survive. Then you have RTMP uh, HLS. Uh, this has been widely used, uh, mostly in H.264 for RTMP because this is the only codec it supports. Uh, it's reliable, of course, but at the price of very high latency. Um, and so this is not a codec we favor, of course, for any uh, contribution application today. HLS is another one, but uh, still, even though there was several attempts to reduce the, the latency, uh, we, we don't use it widely on our side. Uh, so we are mostly providing Prempex, Zixi, SRT, and RISC protocols uh, as part of our product. And we absolutely want to stay out of the protocol war. We want to support everything. The customer has a specific workflow, and we want to support them all. Prempex is nice uh, in, if you need one-way protection because the latency can go down drastically but it does not work on the internet because of the congestion that you will find. Zixi, we have been using it for years. It's definitely highly reliable, very optimized in terms of bandwidth uh, usage. Uh, in fact, if you look at it, if you send a UDPTS and a Zixi stream sometimes, and most often the Zixi stream has, uh, is using less bandwidth. Uh, it's surprising, but it does because it's removed neural packets and it has some failover mechanism and bonding capabilities. Of course, it requires a license, which may be an issue for customer, but again, we include that in our product. SRT, uh, of course, open source, it has been widely deployed now, and because it's free, it's uh, more and more deployed and used. It's reliable, higher bandwidth, but, but it works. 
So, and then risk, uh, risk adoption is definitely growing. And uh, we are kind of, uh, we are part of it also, and uh, we, we are supporting it in some of our products. We are very interested about uh, the, all the roadmap uh, features announced, and we are definitely looking into that. So this is another use case uh, linked to remote production and especially remote commentary. Uh, here, the, this was with Eurosport in Europe, Discovery Channel. Uh, the, the application was to comment a live uh, event remotely from home, uh, meaning that you would have an event here that was mainly for the Olympics, which were canceled, but they will hopefully be held uh, this summer. Uh, but then it was used for the Tour de France, for uh, US Open, Roland Garros, and different events that uh, Eurosport does, uh, does provide today. Uh, and the goal was to ensure to provide the fields uh, edited uh, to, um, to a remote commentator uh, so that they can change, they can comment with their own language, so that, of course, you can uh, send the feed to different locations, different countries. Um, and so monetize more, obviously, uh, what you paid for the different rights that you use uh, and send it to different countries. So this project started uh, before COVID, but obviously with COVID, it turned out to be a real success and definitely needed for, for them. Uh, it was no, no go to bring commentator uh, at the broadcast studio, sharing headsets, this kind of thing. Uh, so it was uh, definitely a great way for them to uh, have the, their uh, events uh, commented in different languages easily. So how does it work? Um, we do have a feed, uh, which is encoded through our uh, low latency encoder. Uh, then we distribute it with a channel link. Uh, we are using uh, SRT. And the feed is sent to different commentators uh, in, mostly in Europe today. Um, and they are using software players. Uh, software players is not optimal in terms of latency, obviously, but of course, in terms of usability and deployment, it's way more easier to send uh, software than sending uh, hardware gear. Okay, so that was the reason of the choice. Uh, the player does feature a very, very nice thing, which is live latency monitoring. This is really nice for the commentator because they know uh, the exact latency from uh, the capture to decoding on their specific platform. So this is really helping them uh, to make sure they are in sync and that um, the, the, the feed taking two seconds to write. From capture to the display on the software player of the commentator, it's go, it's, it is about 300 milliseconds. So it's definitely a great achievement. They do the comments live, then the audio is sent back to the broadcast studio and then uh, added to, to the main feed for distribution to different content providers. If people want to know more about you and VTAC, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They can reach out to us. Uh, we've got a, they can contact us um, directly on here, of course. And then also uh, VTAC.com, they can reach out. Um, we've got a contact, contact us and it will get, it'll get sent to the appropriate person, whatever region that they're in. Now that you've heard how others use OpenGear, visit opengear.tv to get the free Ultimate OpenGear Applications Guide 